0: There she Woo-hoo! is. Hey! How are you? Welcome, What's welcome. What's up, Wendy?
1: That light's a little obnoxious in the background, isn't it?
2: Oh, that's all right. No, you're, it looks great. You look great. You look great. Good. A, hi, guys. A, How are hi. you? Good. How are you? Super good. I know uh, you and Nick have communicated. I We haven't met. I wanted to introduce myself. I'm Connor, and this is my wife, hi, Brianna. Hi.
3: Hi, Brianna. Is it Brianna or Rihanna? Brianna with a B. Brianna. Got it so nice to meet yes. you thank you for thank taking the time I'm so happy to be here oh amazing and a happy belated birthday uh, wasn't it your birthday recently Monday it sure was incredible thank you.
2: how was it
1: it was great actually it my office became like a stream of
3: People coming in giving my me
1: gifts. It was
2: amazing,
1: <laughs> both uncomfortable
3: and awesome. Wow. I saw a post on Instagram. You posted a pair of some really cool slides or like new yes. shoes, and I was like, "Those oh, are sick!" the pink sick. Ones. I Yeah, saw yeah, that. yeah, yes. yeah, yeah, yeah.
1: Cool. I have
3: them on now. That's it. for my staff. Like.
1: How awesome is that?
3: That's
2: yeah. amazing. Yeah. incredibly
3: Nick and Connor Christmas yeah. this year. I'm going to need some pink. We'll make it happen. Versace oh, they're Versace, Versace. Oh, no. Let's <laughs> <laughs> lower right. the budget of it. I'll take Target. we'll we'll do the wedding anniversary
2: and Christmas combo. It'll cool, count cool, it will cool. count as both. <laughs> All right, well, shall we jump into this? Let's Are you ready, Nick? Do it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Ready, ready. Okay. Uh, Welcome back to the Independent Podcast, a podcast made by independent artists for independent artists. Today's guest is beyond special. I'm going to let Brie do her uh, her proper introduction here. All
3: right, guys. Bear with me because this intro is a tad bit longer (laughs) than usual for obvious reasons. All right. Here we go. She is one of the OG legends in the music industry. If you know anything about the history of hip-hop, you know about this special guest. She founded the Rap Coalition in 1992 because she got tired of seeing how her favorite rappers were being mistreated and taken advantage of by the music industry. Rap Coalition is an organization to help educate up-and-coming artists on how to put out music and make money off their music. Throughout the 1990s, she brokered landmark deals for artists, including Cash Money Records' legendary $30 million deal, with Universal Music Group. She organized the Rap Olympics in ninety seven mm. and invited Eminem after hearing his early demo tape, Infinite. Altogether, her clients have sold over one billion dollars of sound recordings, and we're so lucky to have her here today. This is Let's go. Wendy Day. I'm so happy to be here.
2: We are thank so happy to have you here. here. Thank you, thank you.
3: So you and uh Nick first connected. How did you two meet? It was just through Instagram or how'd you find him? Hey.
1: I think through Instagram. I mean, I, I've been watching, I've been watching Nick for a while. Ooh. Um, he's doing really <laughs> amazing shit. Can I curse? Is that okay? Sure, oh, yeah. sure, sure. okay. <laughs> he's doing some really amazing shit as an independent artist. And there's just certain guys around the country, like La Russell, like Nick mm. that, that I watch and really like, just first of all, I love the content. I'm okay. a fan. Thank you. So I I that sucked me in, but then also the numbers and the work ethic is is something that I noticed. Um, I'm friends with brand man Sean, mm-hmm. and um, I guess I'd been watching Nick for a while when Sean mentioned it to me, and I'm like, oh, you know him too? And he's like, uh, y- yeah, Wendy. <laughs> 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 and, and, I, and I think I hurt his feelings a little because I don't follow him as much as <laughs> I do artists, but yeah. that's okay. Yeah. Other people yeah. in my office really follow Sean. Well yeah. i um,
3: I love hearing you say that about Nick because we feel the exact same way. Nick came into our lives about seven months ago and our lives have changed because of Nick. When we first met him, Connor had about sixty 000 to seventy thousand monthly listeners, and after implementing things that he taught us, Connor's now at two point three million in a matter of seven months. Crazy. So Isn't that amazing? Um, yeah, amazing. Guys,
0: guys, guys what do we do it? Just <laughs> loving you, Nick. We we're just loving on you. It just <laughs> it just shows
1: that it can be done. I mean it's yeah. work but what else are we going to do like well, that, you know what I mean like why wouldn't we
0: that's the oh, thing right cuz a lot of people hit me for the well i had i put in a song actually i said but you hit me for the blueprint they like to talk about it they don't like to do it because when right. they're when they're asking me what the you know how do you do it how do you get there what they're looking for is a shortcut they're and, learning. but no. there isn't one right Correct. so when they learn that that's not what i'm giving because that's not right. what what there is and right. they kind of back off and then they go back to you know searching somewhere else for a shortcut
1: yes
3: and you know what? Some people might hear me say Connor went from X to Z in seven months, and it sounds like a shortcut, it's but not. that's years yeah. and years behind oh, yeah. the scenes built up. And we yeah. just—it was a mindset switch, right? Mm-hmm, like we were mm-hmm. waiting six to eight weeks to drop a song, even longer. And the Nick was like, "What the fuck are you doing? <laughs> what are you doing? Yeah. Out now we stopped exactly. doing remixes, putting out original music every week, and boom—it's—it's it's really like a yes. mindset switch. It was, yes. Yeah. yes.
1: We drop in my office for my clients. We drop music every other week. And then mm. on the off weeks, we drop a video. Come on, to nice. that project. That, is there and a reason a, seven days a week?
3: Is there a benefit in your opinion to every other week versus every week if no. they do have the catalog? Um, e-
1: either one is great. It's it's continuity, it's, mm-hmm. it's the continuity that, that, that builds. People start to look for your music, mm-hmm. It, mm-hmm. it's the repetition, the continuity. Um, we do it like that mainly because I want the image of my artists out there on more platforms mm-hmm. than just TikTok. Yeah. yeah what I
3: platforms are you most excited about right now? It depends
1: on the client because everybody has a different demographic. So I'm, I'm super excited about TikTok because it's the easiest and the best platform, hands mm-hmm. down. Facts. Um, Instagram skews a little bit older than TikTok. Um YouTube skews a little bit younger than TikTok. Mm-hmm. Younger and and older. Like TikTok uh YouTube isn't great for us. Um but then I also have some older clients where Facebook works mm-hmm. well for them.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: You know? You know what about in Facebook
3: ish. Uh, yeah. Do you find that Facebook converts well for that demographic into streams? For their demographic, yes. Yeah. Not like TikTok. Yeah. Not like TikTok.
1: Yeah. Um for their demographic, yes. For a younger demographic, no.
0: Now, now, Wendy, you're very data-driven, right? Oh. Yeah, yeah. That that's what I yeah. learned. That's what I what that comes across is you love data.
1: Yeah. I'm a geek. Yes, I very <laughs> much love um, love yeah. data and research. I come from an era in the music industry where we didn't have that, right? Like when when I started, it was all gut, and that's a really shitty way to run a company. That's a really <laughs> shitty way to to make investments, right? But it was all like you put out a song, you test it and you feel that it might go. Therefore, you put millions of dollars behind it. It's it's Mm -hmm, the mm -hmm. most archaic, insane system. And now first we test songs like I I run uh, Facebook ads, uh, excuse me, Instagram ads and Google ads on, you know, like five or six songs at a time. So Mm. when I'm dropping music, I know what's, which one's going to do better than Mm -hmm, which one. So mm -hmm. I already know kind of the budget and my artists all have budgets. Let's, let's be real about it. But I already kind of know which song is going to react and which aren't when we drop them. And then I work with a lot of younger artists um, in the black community where video matters quite a bit. Not, Mm -hmm. not, I'm not talking about like BET videos. That's not what I mean. I'm talking about content. Like videos that tell a little bit of the backstory, you know, where they're from, what they're working on, mm. who they're hanging out with, how what's their recording process, do they smoke weed, do they, you know, were they a good student, were they an athlete. So we're, we're telling a lot of stories with our videos as well.
3: Oof, and I love storytelling.
1: I do too. It's my I do favorite too. thing. And I love hearing stories. Like I like telling them and hearing them. So I'm one of those two for people. But um, my market, like music videos, still matter. Not so much. Like we don't tell we don't tell the story of the song the way we did back in the MTV days. We don't do that anymore. We share the image of the artist because m- for my artists, image is everything. So we have to be able to translate that, which is another reason why we do every other week.
3: When mm. you're um, previewing songs on Google ads and Instagram ads, how long typically are you weeks. letting those sets? Weeks. Because I Two know weeks. like Facebook ads take like what? A couple days to at least get. Yes.
1: Um, cool, cool. To cool. really. Yeah, exactly. And yeah, during that time, are you running re-
3: pre- pre-save campaigns? Say it again. Are you running pre-save campaigns while you're testing the music? No. Or
1: no. 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 Um, that's not true on some artists, I am, but for the most part, no yeah um we're spending about two hundred dollars. We're not spending a lot mm-hmm. of money testing those. It's a little
0: test to see what reacts. yes,
1: and it's and it's bit. sort of like it reminds me of Groundhog day because it's really kind of the same video five times. Mm. It's usually the artist in the studio or the artist in their car. I don't want to have a great video because I don't want I don't want people watching the video because it's a great video Mm, i want mm -hmm. i want them listening to the song wow and if there was a way for me to do it without the video i would But there's not people just don't click on it when the movement isn't there so we shoot kind of sort of the same video five times with five different songs Mm. just to get a feel and Mm -hmm. the numbers can be really really different Mm -hmm. It's, it's amazing to me
2: yeah
3: what were you gonna say i keep cutting you off no 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 you're
2: good um you were saying earlier about in the in-between week you'll have a video. Yes. Um, is this a music video or is this yes. the kind of behind-the-scenes content?
1: No, it's 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 a music video, and and that's what I was saying. Like it's not like back in the day of MTV where we're telling a story. It's not a mini movie. It's not like a $10,000 mm-hmm. video. It's I like see, a vibe, vibe, a vibe video. video. And it might be like if the artist is a street rapper, for example, it might be in front of a trap house with mm-hmm. 10 guys, you know, standing yes. around, chanting yeah, sure. along with the song. I saw um, a clip where you
3: uh, said videos, when you create them, you create them with content in mind so you can easily clip them up into 15-second, all times. 20-second bits. yep.
1: Right. Yeah, because
2: Nick time. and I always talk about how we feel like a song for us has to like earn a music video. If we are promoting content <laughs> on TikTok and it's doing great, okay, let's right. now invest in the video. But right. I like your mindset because you're like, well, let's, let, let's do the video anyways and then take snippets, post it it's on content TikTok. For me. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And, cool. and
1: artists hate when I say that. Like they get so upset when I call their, their music videos content. content but yeah. really that's what they are. I have a client that just delivered to me. He's got a two and a half minute um, club song. And he delivered to me what looks like a a two-and-a-half-minute TikTok post. Mm.
3: And I was so Mm -hmm. delighted Mm. because
1: I'm like, you get it. Finally, somebody gets it. Mm -hmm. We can chop that up into, like, you know, um, seven or eight different TikTok posts because it's got... It, I, it moves quickly like TikTok. It's got dancers yep, in it. Like, yep. it's just—it's perfect for TikTok. We not were just TikTok. Talk. I'm
0: sorry, Nick. <laughs> no, yeah, not just TikTok reels, YouTube Shorts, or, face, Facebook Reels.
1: Yes, um, everything. All snap that. Everything. Everything. Yes, everything. 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 It's content, and then half of my staff. Um, I well, I've got eight. I've got there's eight of us all together. Three of the eight of us are content, and I'm hiring two Mm. more content people that start next week. So that shows you how important content is here today
3: we live and breathe content that's that's what we wake up and do it's yeah um and we say that like you said your artists get upset our comment section gets a little heated sometimes um because they feel like we're taking the artistry out of it but we're like we're not taking the artistry we're trying to take your artistry and get people to listen to it
1: we're (laughs) we're trying to turbo boost it and Mm -hmm, and the thing
3: is that
1: i'm gonna get a little bit and i don't mean to but the world is so saturated, oversaturated with music. And then the fans that might enjoy your music are so fractured, meaning there's not one way to advertise and hit everybody. Everybody's doing something different. Everybody's on a different platform. Everybody's got a different hobby that they're you know that they're 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 doing so in order to hit folks we have to be everywhere and as independents we don't have the multi-million dollar budget to advertise everywhere so we've got to find special ways to reach people and and bring them in especially in rap image is everything in rap so we need to be able to translate who somebody is very very quickly and a picture or a video is worth a thousand words
3: Mm-hmm. mm-hmm you know who i want to hear a little bit more about connor was telling me about this this morning the artist la russell oh, man, yeah. throwing shows in his freaking backyard backyard you yeah, tell me about Urla. that
1: i i can and you should absolutely um have him on so that he can break it down for sure. you but I would love that. what he's done is he's find all he's found alternate streams of income so he decided he wanted to do shows it was getting difficult for him to get clubs in Vallejo that would um, accept his followers cuz they can get a little bit loud they're mm-hmm. african american which can kind of scare some club owners sometimes so what he did was in his mother and father's backyard which for me is a huge security risk but that's another episode <laughs> <laughs> built a pergola which is it's like a gazebo if you will it's it's a square stage that sits a little bit above the the rest of the the ground mm-hmm. And it's got like a slatted roof on the top so that the light comes through. Mm. But if it rains, they can throw a tarp up there and and kind of protect the stage area. But he did that. He started um, a gold card program where his fans could buy a gold card to get a discount on some of his merch Mm -hmm. um he's got his fans investing in his music he's built a Mm -hmm. content studio it's like a warehouse where he's doing nothing but content and then any of the other bay area artists that he likes and that are actually working hard can use his space for free that is so freaking cool it's it's so amazing he's building a community and that's so important with what we do
2: the thing that impresses me about him so much is he's innovating, which is so hard to do in music because everything yes. has been done. But he, yes. every move he makes, I'm like, no one has done that. Why hasn't anyone done this? And I he's, don't know. He's absolutely killing it. Yeah. And he's, he's
1: growing and the labels are calling him. And he can course. give a shit about. <laughs>
2: That's where you need to be. He's got the leverage, yes. yeah. Like you yes. can not give a shit,
1: you
3: know. Well, Nick, I want to tell Wendy about. I I get on label calls with Nick because I kind of manage Nick's day to day, his emails, all the boring stuff that he will never do. And one of the labels said, "So Nick, uh, what are you looking for?" No, this what was do you need like 15
0: with? minutes into the call. Okay? Yeah, right, right, right.
3: And then Nick goes, "With all due respect, you email <laughs> even... me. What do you need?" <laughs> exactly. But Like That's they, a... they, they said, need yeah. your energy.
2: They
1: need your vision. Yeah.
2: They need, they your, to
1: need your income. Y'all emailed <laughs> me.
0: To- yeah. yeah, I'm like, Sacks. I'm like, and, and this, I mean, it's like, I mean, a, a humble brag, but, you know, I'm doing almost 17 million streams a month on just Spotify. Right. So it's like, so it's like, what? What are you guys gonna do? What do you
1: bring to the table?
0: Yeah, like mm. I'm already here. You guys really gotta convince me. <laughs> you
3: know? They're like, we'll bring you international. I'm like, dude, he's going viral in China. We're already taking him international. <laughs> yes. I, think what,
2: I think what's cool about your situation too, Nick, is you had the experience with the singles deal with yeah. with yeah. Fine Apple, and yeah. you, you found that you know you were a little bit disappointed with what they were doing. Oh, able it, was, to do. it
0: was okay. Yeah, I'll talk, Wendy. I talked with you about this. So I, it was fine, fine Apple started to go, and I was really. Uh, concrete on my non-negotiables right I was super concrete I didn't want an option you know all I wanted was a singles deal um, to test I wanted radio for one I wanted to get in and out of a label system to learn Uh, and this is one song in my head I was like I got a hundred I got a hundred more fine I was sitting in my Dropbox you know I was like I got plenty of these I'm not stressing this I want to learn and if it works if they do their job then it'll be a win win you know but a win enough was for me to learn and i you know i met my lawyer through that thing and he got me like high 10 figure brand deals and so it's like it still was a win right um anyway so i went and did it and the moment they said nick can you post more content i was like this is what i partner with you guys for i was like you get like it just affirmed to me labels artists don't need labels labels need artists correct right they get, like for me <laughs> to partner with you and for you to then come to me and ask me to continue blowing the song up for you i'm like what mm. so then after that i didn't post it one more time i didn't post find out but one more time after they said that to me
1: why would they not step in and 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 do that I
3: just feel I like posted, there was nothing posted, else they could do.
0: And I mean, like all the things that rubbed me the wrong way was I got invited to go by Bryce, not by. We didn't set this up. I don't know if I'm allowed to say that. I don't know. Uh, anyway, with Bryce, I got invited by Bryce to go perform Fine Apple. He jumped Bryce Vine. on the Bryce Vine. He jumped on the remix. And I said, hey, like. Can you cover the Airbnb and travel? And he said, No. I'm like Bruh. this is like two like two thousand dollars max you're not gonna like what what do you guys do you know and then uh anyway they got hey, it on radio radio they got radio it, it cracked top 40 for a second came back down I made I made money on pub which I don't normally make that much money on pub so like I said yeah. pub was good meeting my lawyer was good <clears throat> but but things out of that uh it hmm. was just such a affirmation for me that I'm doing what I need to be doing without Um, without you are
1: doing what you need to be doing. And the next time you want to go to radio, and by the way, you go to radio last. Yeah. But the next time you want to go to radio, let me know. I'm happy to help you.
0: Mm. Wendy day.
2: Wendy Day. I will introduce you
1: to my radio guys They'll tell you if you've got a record or if you don't Uh before they take a dime. And I've seen them take my clients to number one many times. Wow. You what's a, what's a typical a radio budget um, for urban radio? Anywhere from 100 to 125 thousand to get into the top ten to go all the way to number one. Wow. Um, at adult contemporary, eighty thousand to 100 thousand to go all the way to number one. Okay. Timeout.
3: Um, why did I not know people pay to get on the radio? Yeah.
1: yeah. That's a thing. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Yes. Wow.
3: Um, <laughs> yes. While we're on the topic of three really not knowing things. <laughs> yeah. You
1: hire an independent promoter yeah. and you don't give them all the money at once. Like you give it to them in yeah. pieces and they'll tell you in what pieces they need it. Yeah. But you can figure on spending about 40 to 50,000. I'd be, first, I'd be willing to do into the top yeah. 40.
0: I'd be no. willing to do a radio run. I'd be willing
2: to test that
1: let's test that shit that. nick
2: yeah. wait i want to ask so a more that. general question wendy how important is radio right now
1: um it skews a little bit older mm. and mm-hmm. it skews a little bit whiter so it really depends on the song um if you had told me five years ago that radio would still be a thing i would have laughed out loud yeah. i would have been wrong mm. because radio is still a thing mm-hmm. it's still a very viable way to reach a, a mass amount of people repetitively and it's the repetition that helps songs yeah, grow yeah. and and anybody watching this will know Think of a song that you did not like and you heard it over and over and mm-hmm. over and then you start singing along mm-hmm. and the next thing you know, you like it. Mm-hmm. That's what radio is. I'm trying, trying
3: to mean. think of the song for me. What would it be? I can't think of it right the now. Pineapple. No. <laughs> that was funny. That. They, yeah, they, they tease each other. They have a very toxic relationship. Yeah, toxic. <laughs> oh, good. Um, Wendy, yeah, I, have a toxic. Qu- <laughs> I have a question for you. So as a team, um, the three of us and Cakes and uh, we – we're good. We, we've mastered the art of bringing in streaming revenue, right? Like that's yes. what we do. We do really yes. well. Um, we've created great lives for ourselves from it. and We're very thankful. <laughs> yes. Other artists that maybe want to do other things. Um, what are like five streams of revenue that every independent artist should focus on?
1: Okay, definitely the the streaming income like from from TikTok because what it's doing is it's driving people to Apple and Spotify. We love that. You already know that. So merchandise. Um, We set up merch for our clients very early. We use Shopify. I can just give you like real-life examples, right? Sure. Okay. Mm -hmm. We set up Shopify and we attach – I think it's called Printful. If it's not called Printful, We use Printful. This this is actually a
3: Printful sweater I'm wearing right now. Yay, I can use you as an example. That's (laughs) perfect.
1: And the great thing about doing that is that, first of all, you don't have to go to the post office to mail out packages once a week. And your garage isn't full of all different crap in all different sizes because you don't know. So we do that for the first year to year and a half with our clients. We do it right away so your merch account Needs to be set up immediately because you do have friends and family that will support you and buy your stuff, and that's really important. And the great thing about doing it on on Shopify with this app is you can have like a hundred different designs of T-shirts. You can have water bottles, hats. You can have you know dog collars. You can have stickers. Stickers. You can have, yeah. you can have um, workout gear. You can have all different kinds of like. Blankets and beach towels and all kinds of useless crap that people will love to buy, but you don't need to spend any money in order to print it up. It's all, you know, drop, dropship. Drop ship, yeah, like there's, there's demand, the, the profit right?
3: margins are lower, but you're saving your time, you're which is more valuable. Your time and, right, your, right.
1: and your and your upfront money mm. like we would go broke buying all the T-shirts and printing them that that my clients you know, have. And the great thing about this is after six months, you're gonna see patterns of what are people buying from you? You know, are they buying more baby tees than, you know, extra large men's shirt? Cause if so, when you go out on tour and you will, you now know what to press up and what sizes are the most popular. So it does it does the research for you. All this data. And you get money, <laughs> you know? And, and the difference is like, if, if you're pressing up a t-shirt it's going to cost you anywhere from like five to seven dollars to print that shirt. If you're going through Printful and Shopify, it's going to be closer to 12 or 13 dollars. So you're charging 20 dollars and you're only making seven or eight dollars. Whereas if you're charging 20 dollars and you're printing itself, you're making five, but you don't have to print 144 shirts at a time. Yeah, mm-hmm. you can print one shirt in one style that one person one rando wants to buy and they're so happy to have it and you're happy to sell it but you don't have to have a garage full of 144 shirts to sell that one shirt mm. and that to me is the when same thing.
0: wendy's like look i'm not talking the data's talking <laughs>
3: <laughs> dude i'm a fan of print for real. I mean, we gotta step up our merch game though we haven't been pushing it so streaming i remember when merch.
1: i remember when i couldn't do research so i'm yeah. super happy love it
0: yeah
3: Oh my god <laughs> mm. I, I i'd marry it if i could
1: i'd have I, children with it if wait,
2: i could I want, I, I want
3: my streams of revenue to be finished no no i, I just oh, have I'm a follow-up yes. question oh. I, I have a follow-up
2: question to merch okay. what's, the, what's the best way you found to promote merch good
1: question wear it where it? all okay. kidding aside that, that's that that sweatshirt is mm-hmm the best advertising mm-hmm. whether like whether you're on a blog whether you're yep. running into Walmart to buy socks whether you're going to a show whether you're eating dinner yeah regardless no no
3: Oh, I was about to say, because I put, um, I printed Connor's Spotify, like the <laughs> link. I put it on my hat and I wear it to the airport. And when you're like standing on the airplane, people will ask like, oh, what song is that? I'm like, oh, my husband just like makes music and like. You can it, scan it. Yeah. And you can like I actually you scan ask it. You, I would
1: just scan it. <laughs>
3: right, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I would probably like quick snap a picture of you. Mm-hmm. And, and, I and would then I
1: would it. later <laughs> scan it from
2: yeah, my photos. Yeah, yeah, yeah. All right. That so we got fun. streaming and merch.
1: Yes. So um, the next would be touring. Yeah. You can make great money touring and that's just a matter of whether you want to book a venue for 50 or have people come to your pergola in your backyard <laughs> or whether you want to do a club run or whether you want to find a booking agent and set up a, a, an opening slot for whoever, you know, has mm-hmm. a similar uh, fan base to you. Or you could set it up yourself, depending on what kind of audience you, you know, you have. And you guys know your audience better than I could ever know it. You know, I, I, I get that we can go into the dashboards of everything and figure out what our, what our market is. But you know it. As an artist, you know who your market is. You, yeah. you, you see them talking to you every day. You're interacting with them. You know who they are. When you've done shows, you've looked out into the audience. You know who they are. So just make sure that you're targeting your audience. Make sure the venue is in a, lo- in a location that your audience is comfortable with. And I say that because I live in Atlanta. And Atlanta's huge. And most of rap music comes from the south side. And I'll see people doing shows all the way on the north side and unless it's a rabid fan they're probably not going to drive that far in order to see you perform so just make sure that your venue is one that your fan base is comfortable with great and, and that's important when you're going into markets you don't know
3: that sounds like such an obvious thing but it's not something that you just like think no about. i would it's just like, think of no. the
2: city not the area of the city correct. i love that yeah
3: correct okay, So
1: streaming and that merch really shows. matters That really matters in places like Chicago, where the west side doesn't really go to the south side. The south side isn't really comfortable going to the north side. So you've really got to do something in the middle where everybody Mm -hmm. can come. Mm -hmm. Same with Atlanta. You know, we do stuff in Buckhead or in Midtown because we want the north side to come. We want the east side, the west side and the south side to all come together and have like a. A, a productive show without any bullshit. No violence. Mm-hmm. No. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You
3: know? Shout out Chicago. I miss you. Yeah. I, I grew Chicago. up in Chicago. That's
1: my favorite city.
3: If you ever want to go, just call me. I'll meet okay. you up, and we can go I to love Magnificent that. I Mile.
1: I love Chicago. It's it's me, an me amazing too. city. So we've got streaming. We've got merch. Uh, merch. We've got shows. Um, sponsorships are great. I think that especially everybody here except me on this screen. You guys are all influencers. So, and and I'm not saying to go crazy with it because I, I wouldn't want to burn yeah, out your fan yeah. base and I wouldn't want you to be inauthentic. So any artist out there that has a following of 10,000 or better on Uh any platform, you can really go to products that you believe in and work out a deal with them, even if it's just a couple thousand dollars to wear somebody's shirt or Uh be holding, you know, like I'm a huge fan of Chick-fil-A unsweet Uh tea with Mm. extra lemon. Uh I don't have a deal with them, but if I were going to do a deal, they would be my first choice because- Mm. I almost always have one yeah. in my hand at yeah. all times. So yeah. it just kind of makes sense.
3: Chick-fil-A. Chick-fil-A. <laughs> if you're watching. <laughs> can,
1: can you can you tell them in the South?
3: Wendy Day. <laughs>
0: <laughs> uh, glasses. No. Wendy, I think one thing, one one area I fall short is brand deals. I personally think, and you can tell me if I'm off, but I think I should be doing seven figures a year in brand deals.
1: I think you should too.
0: And I think I'm just like...
1: I think you should too.
0: I'm not connecting.
1: I think there's, there's special people that do that for a living. And I think the, the disconnect is they don't know you and you don't know them, Mm -hmm. but when the two shall meet, I think Mm -hmm. it would be a beautiful thing They need to meet,
3: they need to meet the big brands. The issue is like the big brands that we reach out to, they either don't respond, whatever. And then some of the smaller ones, they'll reply and they offer him product. One place was like, we'll give him free lunch. Yeah. We'll give him a free. I'm like, they're too small. Yeah. yeah. So we need to shoot for the big dogs. But it's like, how yes. do you get in their inbox?
2: <laughs> do you need to connect with a middleman? Is that, is I, that think,
3: I think that's
1: it. I think there's companies that do sponsorship mm-hmm. and the artists that I work with aren't large enough. So I'm going to have to call some of my industry friends to mm-hmm. find out who gotcha. those folks are.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Um, mm-hmm. And I'm a little bit sad that the major label that you were dancing with didn't bring them to the party.
0: That's what I'm saying. I, 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 I I, I sent them ideas for it. I was like, I was like, I like my water with lemon line. I was like, maybe Sprite. I was like, maybe whatever. I was like, and I was like, if we get these things
1: and I'm like, they didn't do anything. Yeah. So here's a little secret. I'm going to (laughs) go off topic. And I I hate to do this because I know we don't have much time, but I'm going to anyway. So CAA, which is a, um, a booking agent for artists. They're also the folks that, that put actors into movies and such, right? Um, they rep influencers and such. I would love to find somebody. If I'm going to make this my mission. I would love to find somebody inside of CAA that could help you. And here's why. They have this proprietary program that does research in, inside, mm. and they can go into your social media and figure out from inputting your social media what products your fans like. Um, for example, I, I work with a rapper, a small rapper, and they were able to tell us that from just his Twitter that his fan base really reacts to astrology. And I thought, well, that's really interesting. I didn't believe it. So I asked him just to post on his instagram not even his twitter and it was they scraped the twitter to get the the information i said just post what is your sign and he did that and it was his number one instagram post Whoa. in like oh three weeks and it had bigger numbers than so once i saw that i was like oh my mm-hmm. god we gotta follow this like it's our mm-hmm. our, our shining light it's mm-hmm. our it's our path it's our map
3: <laughs> what the
1: heck So they told us stuff like his fan base prefers clear liquor because he's older, right? Um, He's not 18. He's 21 and older. So his fan base preferred clear liquor to brown liquor. Mm -hmm. And he's somebody who drank Hennessy. So on Mm -hmm. his in his videos on in his content, he stopped drinking Mm Hennessy and he started drinking like vodka and orange juice or shots of of tequila or whatever. Mm -hmm. But the point is that it, it made his numbers jump because his fans could then relate to that.
2: Mm. my and mind is blown. Is... <laughs> it's crazy, It That's is crazy.
3: blown. Guys, let's guess. Nick, what would your fans be most interested in? Like Crocs? I don't know. <laughs> F- Fanny packs. I'm
2: thinking
1: Fanny maybe packs? an energy drink. I'm thinking energy drink might, might <laughs> yeah. be Nick, the, uh, be a your blue
2: good one. raspberry,
3: caffeine, oh, yeah, sparkling ice. Yeah, what about you, uh, maple syrup? Right, some Canadian. <laughs> the Canadians. <laughs> Yeah, maybe energy that.
0: drink, maybe energy drink. Cause I'm not a big, uh like, I mean, Target. You know, like, I mostly have. I thought you'd be an
1: awesome spokesperson for Target.
3: Doesn't your hat say tuna? Like, it does say tuna,
0: you... <laughs> but, but yeah, tar- like I shop at Target. Like, I do too. I, yeah, I'm a and, Target And I shopper. thought,
1: even before I I jumped onto this, I yeah. thought. Why isn't he repping Target? You're like, yeah, it's a
3: big, big Target guy. So she has Target <laughs> fit and then the Versace slides. That's a and nice that's <laughs> like the little sprinkle go. on top. I'm, I'm, I'm wearing a, a, a Target t-shirt. I love it. I probably
0: got to say, is that a good fella?
3: It's a good fella, baby. <laughs> Come
0: on. It's <laughs> <That was laughs> a good t- fella, too. Let's go. All
3: right, guys. Um, we have one left. So streaming, merch, mm-hmm. touring, brand deals. Mm. Yeah, Hit what, us with what, the five, what, what would be a number five?
1: pick one, huh? Okay. Um... So so for newer artists that they could easily do. I wanna I wanna say selling information of some sort, like build some sort of funnel. Mm-hmm. Um mm. so whatever your whatever your hobby is, let's say you enjoy cooking, I would love to see the artist set up a YouTube channel for whatever their passion is other Mm -hmm. than music. So it could be, um, one of my clients loves to travel and he films everywhere he goes and every three weeks or so he's someplace else, Jamaica, France, um, uh, Morocco. So we're setting up a travel channel for him and we're going to monetize that. Um, Another one of my clients loves to cook. So we've been shooting a lot of, and we, and we shoot all in one day. So Not for the travel, but for the food, Um, he's making like five different meals in one day. So we're shooting like on a Sunday and it's giving us content for the whole month.
3: Mm -hmm, So it's mm -hmm. not,
1: this is not as difficult as, Mm -hmm. as people watching this are thinking, oh my God, I'm always going to be shooting. No, No, you're not. Batch film. You you batch film. It's how I do my podcasts. We shoot two a day and Mm -hmm. we post one a week so that we're always, you know, we're Mm -hmm. always ahead. So he's making multiple meals on YouTube and talking about it. And his music is playing in the background Mm -hmm. and his Shazam shot up. Mm
0: -hmm. Oh, my God. Music in the back. Then all of a sudden you have a cookware brand deal or. a Yes. Yes. It's just another. I mean, I don't know if you know.
1: It's another way to bring fans in because it's like, oh, "Oh, "Oh, I love his food. What? He's a rapper.
0: You're going to love this. You're You're going to love this. If you don't already know, I have my podcast, The Freddy Show. Do you know of it? No. Okay, oh my gosh, she's
3: so going to love it, this.
0: It has one. one, uh, 1. 1.8 million followers on TikTok. It's a podcast with me and my friend. We're just talking about whatever. Now, the same time-ish that Fine Apple started to go, uh, I was also doing the Freddy Show. The Freddy Show grew to a million followers within like a month or and a half, like a month and a half, two months. We had a million followers on it. Now, there was a lot of comments when I posted, because I have two separate accounts for it. And I posted on my music account, me singing Fine Apple, and then... A lot of the comments were is this the guy from the podcast is this like oh i love this guy from the podcast so now they recognize me they like me on a human level Mm. first they think you're funny they think i'm funny and then they're immediately a fan
1: i love that because that's what you need it's the connection you're building fans through a connection and whether they're connecting to your podcast or your sense of humor or your music as long as you make great music and you do it's going to, it's. Yeah. You know what I mean. The
3: connection's going to happen. Yeah. And, as a consumer, and, that's how I first found you, Nick. I saw the pineapple, podcast. then I saw you talk about uh, <laughs> okay. how you how you wipe your butt on your podcast, and I'm like, this dude's funny. <laughs> <He is> funny. <laughs> yeah, Wendy, and, if you're interested in those weird details about Nick, just search the podcast. <laughs> that's a, that's I one will of the. I be googling the... as soon as I get off One of the you'll, biggest you'll outliers
0: out. <laughs> uh, to my success is that. I have the Freddie show. That's one of the biggest outliers. Because you don't collect you don't connect them directly, but indirectly. Man, I bet Correct. I bet that had so much to do with that. So mm. there's
3: the
2: five. Yeah. Was I love that that. Incredible. it is, It
3: was so helpful. Like
2: I kinda have it an off topic. Anyone question.
1: watching can mm. do anything that we just talked about. Oh, yeah. there, I didn't I didn't say write a book or make a movie I didn't mm-hmm. and there's many other ways to make money yeah, yeah. But I didn't mention the ones that are hard yeah I'm gonna
0: say this again I've said it in a couple of episodes you might already know it I'm sure you do the thousand fan rule do you know yes. that? So yes. I'm just gonna say it in case people are clicking because your name will be in the in the title is if you get a thousand true fans a thousand people to spend a hundred dollars on you a year that's six figures a year for making music. <laughs> Do the math, right? That's six figures a year from music, whether that be forty dollars on a hoodie, uh, fifteen dollars on your album, twenty dollars in streaming, and then twenty dollars on a show ticket. I don't know what the math I just did, but that's for, right. <laughs> that's like 100%. sounds good to me. <laughs> there you go. So it's not that difficult.
1: It's not. It's not rocket science. <laughs> yeah. You know, yeah. it's really not. And this really does all come down to math. You know, if if you know that. You need to reach 50 people to get one fan mm-hmm. and you want a thousand fans. Mm-hmm. That's math. Just reach yeah. those people.
0: Yeah. Most people, their their struggle is with the art and then knowing how to operate a business. And, and if you're independent artist, you need to operate. You need to move like a business. And I Correct. think most people don't focus enough on moving like a business and they think good music is enough. When in reality, making good music, there's a plenty of people way more talented than me that don't make a living off music. Way more talented than Connor, way more talented than anyone you think of. of. (laughs) Combined. (laughs) (laughs) that, That are not making a living off music because they either don't want to or they can't figure out how to connect and operate like a business.
1: Exactly. And I think it also helps if you put a team together. And it took me, I've been in the music business 30 years and I was consulting artists, you know, one by one for the first 27 wow. years.
0: Wow.
1: And I finally built a staff and got office space and it it it's exponential. It's not even like yeah. when you have one person helping you, it becomes two. It's almost like when you've got one person helping you, it becomes like three or four mm-hmm. people. It's 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 not It's not the number of people you have. It's the energy that that creates. Oh yeah. And I wish I had learned this way earlier in my career because I'm able to change way more lives today than I could five years ago, 10 years ago, 20 years ago.
0: Yeah. Yeah. And then just another test to that, a testament to that is I make most of my stuff, you know, alone in this room in my small town cakes comes, my friend cakes comes a couple of times a week. We grind some stuff out, but when I flew to them in Las Vegas, uh, I was, like, on fire for content, right? And because the creative energy was all there, we're all thinking about ideas. And that was the week mm. where I went on TikTok, back to back to back to back, 4 million views, 4 million views, 5 million views, 18 million, million, views, views, million views, 12 million views. I love like that. Back to back to back to back to back. And because, like, the energy was right.
1: you know. Can, can I restate the obvious, too, about yeah. what you just said? Yeah. Do more of what works... Mm -hmm. and less of what doesn't Mm -hmm. so if you're posting and and i don't expect people to get to 17 million right away but even if you're getting a thousand views or 400 views Mm -hmm. and then someone's getting 20 views do more of the 400 and the thousand and less of the 20 figure out what's working for you and do more of what's working yep and don't be afraid to try new shit, like yeah. do different stuff and see what happens. Mm-hmm.
3: We it. like to do like we have found that Connor's best performing videos are like skits where he plays multiple characters. Um, so we'll do that. like when we drop a new song, we're like, all right, we need a banger. So we need the skit. Then let's try something new, another new one, then a skit, new, new skit, new, new skit. Mm-hmm. So that the um, momentum from the skit kind of trickles over into the stuff yes. we're testing. Mm-hmm. Yes. Dude, this stuff is so fun. Yeah, Because when they discover you, you don't care
1: when they discover you because they're going to go back and look at everything. Mm-hmm. And then they're going to follow you. So they're going to get the forward stuff. Yeah. You just want them to discover you. It really doesn't matter when.
0: Yeah. And Connor has a background in acting. I don't know if you know that. Oh, I do know that. So that like. That does help. That helps a ton, right? Same with me. I have a background. Like I own a media company. I own a photography and cinematography company. That's why your shit looks so great. So when I was like the first year I started pursuing music as a career, I did 24 music videos, 24 singles, 24. Because I had the, right? Like, and people look at it like, well, you had. You had cameras you had this i'm like yeah but i first built that company from scratch yes. you know same way i built you know the music stuff from scratch but i did have a leg up in a sense when i started because i already put the work in at the other. like I skill i stacked my skills right like i'm right i'm not like complaining that i can't i spent the time to learn how to do it and right then, and then you and then you just you know
1: exactly yeah. exactly
2: I have a very specific kind of off-topic question sure. i was listening to one of your interviews this morning and i was like i need to ask her about this um you were talking about which i think is so interesting that when you have a situation where you're working with an artist uh, or a producer if their manager or their entertainment lawyer is difficult to work with the likelihood of you working with that artist or producer again is almost zero. zero. Oh, man, i love this topic zero. i love this topic okay so here, here's zero. my concern as an artist <laughs> um i might not know that my lawyer is shitty at negotiating or not, you know, how, how can we, as artists quality control our team to make sure that they are easy to work with and not screwing stuff up for us?
1: I think that you, a lot of that is feel and, and I hate this answer, but a lot of that is, you know, something's wrong. You don't quite know what is wrong, but you can tell something's wrong. And when a lot of deals in a row aren't coming through, that's a problem. Sure. That's a problem. And that's where you have to go back to the people that you were negotiating with and say, hey, um, just for, for future reference, what could we have done better? Oh, nice. I do this all the time. Cool. And And it's not the easiest question to ask somebody because they're probably – a little bit disgruntled when they're gonna give it to you real, probably a little realer than you wanna hear it. You know, we didn't do the deal because your lawyer's an asshole. We didn't do the deal because you don't return calls fast enough or we couldn't get a hold of you. I hear that all the time because I'm not good at phone calls. I get so many of them. So people complain, Wendy, it took you three days to call me back, it sure did. But if you had emailed me or texted me, you would've gotten a response right away. <laughs> you know, so it's really a communication thing that's, that's at fault. But if you ask people, they'll tell you. If you're hearing a lot, your manager's an asshole, your manager's an asshole, your manager's an asshole. Your manager's probably an <laughs> asshole. Right. Yes. And there are times where your manager has to be an asshole. Mm. And, and if that's one of those times, you got to forgive them because that's their job. They were supposed to, They were supposed to kill something, right? You can't be mad at them for killing something when that was what they were supposed to do. But if you've got a great opportunity and your manager kills it, that's a fireable offense that's a problem
2: mm, okay
1: and you need to know like there, that I feel, I feel like there's also
3: a, i feel like there's also a difference between a manager doing a hard thing because if a manager does a hard thing the recipient's gonna think they're an asshole regardless but it's like the way they do it it's like were they an asshole from their action or their personality does that make sense do you it know what i makes, mean
1: it makes perfect sense is it the situation or is it the intention Right,
3: right, and right.
2: that's why you were that's, saying that's kind th- of what Sometimes they to have to be. You yeah. gotta,
1: you gotta trust your intuition and say, I, I think maybe there was a problem there and I didn't see it because you're usually cc'd on everything. You're usually in the loop. That's the great thing about being an independent artist, right? It's your company, so you can kind of see how long it takes people to get back. You can see the tone mm. of emails. You can see people you know blaming others or not falling on the sword when when even when something's not their fault and they should be apologizing even though they did nothing wrong you can kind of tell those moments and then you can also tell when the other side's just being you know too greedy or too disrespectful or too unknowledgeable you know i'm i'm going to guess that one of the problems with which is a great major label was they just didn't understand Nick because how could you fuck that up? It's a it's yeah. such an obvious, yeah. it's such an obvious relationship. You know, they did a great job with Post Malone. They've done great jobs mm-hmm. with, with, with Drake, with other artists. You,
0: you know, it, this, it's like they have their breadwinners, right? So if they put a little bit of effort into something, just the minimum and it doesn't work, they're on to the next, right? Because yes. they have their breadwinners. Yes. They're, they're just that's seeing probably. if they're throwing a dart at the if it'll stick, or you know. Uh so I think that's the disconnect, right? They don't actually and it's hard to care because there's a different viral song every every day, it seems like. Right. Um So it's like it's hard to really care about this one when you know there's gonna be another one tomorrow. You know, and if you already have your breadwinners, it's like
1: I I think somebody with long-term vision would realize that breadwinners really only last between five and ten years and that if you're running a a conglomerate that depends on shareholders, that you want to keep your numbers up and one would think that they would see how slow they were on the uptake for streaming Mm -hmm. and not want to repeat that fiasco and would want to maybe embrace the whole concept of influencers and people that have built careers outside of the traditional path Mm -hmm. and maybe even partner with you and learn something about how you're doing what you do it's
3: funny you should say that just last week a major label uh got on a call with the three of us and they're like how can we work together and i'm like dude this is kind of history this is like an independent group of people and a label kind of talking about joining forces. Like, what the heck is happening?
1: How about I'm a major label and I, I really want to learn what you guys are doing. So keep doing what you're doing. But how about if we put you on retainer for $10,000 a month mm-hmm. to spend 10 hours on the phone mm-hmm. with our digital team or our content yeah. team and explain how you do what you do? Just tell the stories of yep. how you've done what you've done because we missed it.
0: We, uh, that?
3: that's we- a. F- amazing idea
0: well we this is something i mentioned to brie how when was it maybe
3: we, we talk every ago? day all day so who knows really i, was like, I don't know maybe
0: sometime within the last month i said brie the great thing about what we're doing is that everyone has access to it right independent artists a lot of them don't have a lot of funding to get access to the information right most so, do most do not so all our podcasts are free right they're just free yes. you go out and you listen to them and But for us to keep being able to put energy into it, we need to make money somewhere, right? So I was like, Bree, we should figure out a way to charge the labels. And (laughs) and that way the labels kind of are paying us to give independent artists access. The,
3: Wouldn't that be awesome? Them.
0: Yeah. So that was like my, that was like the whole audience. <laughs> awesome. It
3: actually looks like, guys, that's like very likely because we would like this is one of like probably the top three labels that we were talking to. And they call my phone like maybe yeah. every other day, like brainstorming. Yeah. How can we work together? I'll be like, well, actually, here's a clip of Wendy Day <laughs> suggesting <laughs> how we work together. And I'll just send it to every label. Yeah, there you go. <laughs> it's Wendy. not rocket science. Wendy. And
1: someone will do that. Someone is going to someone's going to go. Hey, yeah. that's not stupid.
0: Because they see it. They see it working. Like <laughs> because I have... they're
1: going to make more than 10 grand a month yes. applying what you're going to teach them. Yes. And I'm sorry, this isn't rocket science. Right? No, it's not. It's not. It's not,
0: it's not. <laughs> Wendy, I have a question. And if it's the same answer as one of your other questions, just repeat it because that's what people need. They need to be drilled with the answer. Yes. Yes. So it's just a different way to structure the question. Repetition. There are. Over 60, 70,000 songs released every day, right? Yes. As an artist. Just on as Spotify. A, yeah, just on Spotify. As an artist, as an independent artist, how do you stand out, right? Because if you're trying to get all the songs released on the same day, you want the attention, right? Correct. You're the artist that wants at least a percent of that attention. I don't know. Correct. How do you get the attention? How do you stand out against 60,000 other songs released on the same day you did?
1: The real answer to that is by any means necessary, and and I realize that that that's not the answer you're looking for. So I'm going to drill down even further <laughs> yeah. for you. Um, you've first of all the the song has to be amazing, okay. and that's one of the things that a lot of artists don't do. And and I'm going to make an urban reference because my world is is rap and mm-hmm. and pop. So I'm gonna I'm gonna make a rap reference when you're making a song. You have to be able to put it between Jay-Z and Kanye, and it has to sound as good. Mm. You can't go from the first song, and then it dips a little bit, and then the quality goes back up. The quality has to be even across the board. So if you can't do that right out the gate, you're fucked. Then on top of that, you need to understand who your market is because if you have a song that's perfect for women who are – 24 to 36 and you're marketing to men that are 13 to 15 again you're fucked. so you really need to understand who's going to want to hear your song and why they're going to want to hear the song and then you're going to have to start making content that shares who you are why you made that song for them what's so great about your song and then Put that out as well. So not only do you have the song out there that's competing, but now you've got content out there that's trying to go out and and explain to people why you made that song, why it's for them, why they should listen, who you are, how you grew up, what your hobbies are, what you like to do, how you think. Do you smoke weed? Do you not smoke weed? Do you prefer to drink? What do you drink? How did you grow up? Are you an athlete? These are things that people really want to know about you. So those little tidbits of content are gonna make somebody go, huh, I can relate to this. Wow, this is how this person handles stress. Let me go listen to their song and check it out. And that's how you stand out. Because I always always tell my clients, it's like filling a room with balloons that are like half inflated, right? So they're all at the same level and you want your balloon to poke Mm -hmm. up. So either it's going to have to have a little bit more helium or it's going to have to be a different color or it's going to have to be Mm -hmm. a different shape. There's something that's going to have to make it stand out. Mm -hmm. And you control that. You control the balloon that you're putting into that room of other balloons. You control your song. So either it's going to stand out because of the content. It's going to stand out because of the the topic. It's going to stand out. Just from the song, the beat, the the, 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 the flow, there's something that's going to have to really stand out. And if that doesn't work, you're just going to have to go and punch Chris, Chris Brown in the face on video. <laughs> really yeah. out.
0: By any means necessary. <laughs> if you do something
1: stupid, you get five minutes yeah. because they're going to be on to the next stupid
0: thing. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I love that. So content is king. Content uh, is king That's one. Queen. And yep. Prince and Princess. All of it. Content is everything.
1: All the royalty. Yes. Uh, it's and everything.
0: humanize yourself, right? In yes. a In a world that used to, yes. where the artist, the celebrity, the whatever, used to have that and aura, that untouchable thing about them, you need to humanize yourself. And yes, and people authentic. crave authenticity. Yes. yes.
1: Especially the, the generation that you're really going for if you're making music for people, if you're making music for yourself, ignore what I'm about to say, Mm -hmm. but if you're doing this as a business and you want to sell music 13 to 26, that's your sweet Mm -hmm. spot. So Mm -hmm. if you can make music for them, they are the people that are a easiest to reach and b they're the ones that are going to spend the most money Mm -hmm. on music. So if you're going for that golden spot, figure out where to find them and go reach them. But they really care about authenticity. So you're gonna to have to come correct.
2: Yeah, I love that. I think that whole humanizing uh, humanizing yourself answers my next question, which was gonna be because I've noticed you talk about TikTok has a tendency to blow up songs, but not the yes. artist. How, how do you how do you avoid that? And I think I'm assuming the answer is you know if you humanize yourself and you make someone a fan of you and not just yes. the song, then you you yes. win. Yes,
1: you're you're using TikTok as a way to pull people in. It's not the end all be it. Mm-hmm,
2: you mm-hmm. know
1: you you want them to see the whole package, the whole the whole everything, you know, and and that's the hard thing about being are you an artist on TikTok or are you a TikTok artist? Because they're two completely different things. Oh my God. If you're making music for TikTok, that's all that's what it is. Mm -hmm. That that's what you got. But if you're an artist and you're using TikTok as one path Mm -hmm. to to attract people you're going to have to put out enough content on TikTok to keep people coming back and hearing more music. Mm-hmm. Nick is is a pro at that. So, mm-hmm. so, you know, sit at his feet, find out how he does it. He, you know, he's right there doing it. So ask him, you know, mm-hmm. watch his interviews, watch his videos. But if you're going to use TikTok as a path to get people to come to you, you also want to be using other paths. So, you know, is your fan base male and young, you know, do something on Twitch. If your path is female and skews a little bit older, use Pinterest for something, mm-hmm. use Facebook. Mm-hmm. Find out exactly what your fan base is. Are they young? Use Snap.
0: Mm-hmm. You know, create
1: create mm-hmm. a, a, TV sh- a TV show on Snap, that's funny. A Snap show on Snap, yeah. you know? Do something that your market will gravitate towards, be interesting, be authentic, Mm -hmm. but it's not rocket science, like learn how this is built. You know, we don't go into the NBA not knowing the rules of basketball. So why are people coming into the music business not knowing how it all works? Like, like if I can figure it out, I'm not smarter than anybody. If I can figure it out, anybody can figure it out. Yeah, figure it out. (laughs)
2: That's it. (laughs) Figure it out. I love that. And then
1: do it. A lot of us figure it out and then we don't pull the trigger. That's the key. Yeah,
2: that's a big thing. Yep. I don't want this this to end. I I I was just about to
3: say, if anyone else doesn't have any questions, I just need to like tell you, Wendy, this has been like Christmas to me, like (laughs) talking to you. I don't know if you know, but I'm always off camera and this is the first time I've been on camera because I'm like, I'm like, I have this thing, like an insecurity. I'm like, people only want to watch the artist. People are only interested in Nick or Connor. And then they'll just comment about how my voice sounds like a robot in the background. (laughs) And I'm like, you know what? Wendy fucking day is always on top. Like people listen to her. People can go to her. She's not the artist, but she's the person behind the artist that knows her shit. And and people respect her. And you Mm -hmm. care. And I'm like, sometimes more
1: than people care about themselves. Yeah. And Connor looked Mm -hmm. at me
3: today and he's like, dude you need to aspire to be like wendy day and i'm like fucking yes that is my vision that's my path so like literally just talking to you today just like i've been in like kind of like a business creative rut and like you it just like lit a fire under my ass i'm so glad thank you so much
1: i'm so glad that's (laughs) that's so awesome and she just had a baby Congratulations. (laughs)
0: Thank you. That was crazy.
3: Having a baby's hard. And it was a hard week. And then uh Nick flew all the way from Virginia on Mother's Day with his wife to help take care of me. Very sweet. So um I love that. I love him so much. I'm gonna cry. I love that. I
1: love that. That's so awesome. Thank you for having me. This was amazing. First of all, let's be real. None of you has to do this. Like (laughs) you have so much going on elsewhere. The fact that you do this and this is not profitable. So I love that you're doing this. I love that you care enough to say, hey, this is how we're doing it. Hey, independent, you don't mm-hmm. need to sign to a major label. Yeah. You can do this. Mm-hmm. Not to diss a major label. No, they, no. You know, I've done plenty of deals at majors. Yeah. I don't hate them. Yeah. But you don't have to. Do no. it because you want to or it makes yes. sense. Don't do it because you feel, no. oh, it's my, only, no. it's my only choice. It's not.
0: No. I always say, what's your goal? Yes, that's what I say. What's your goal? Yes,
1: what's your goal? And yeah. if you can Go. answer
0: that and be like, you know, aware enough, self-aware enough to know like your strengths and weaknesses, maybe a, a
1: major label is perfect fit for you. Maybe
3: you
0: know. So that's it.
1: But it doesn't have to be. You have
2: choices. No. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. exactly. Thank
1: you so much for having me. Thank this you. Time. This was
2: incredible. Yeah, you're the best.
0: We gotta. Okay, we can't be the last time, though.
1: <laughs> absolutely care. not. I want to come back.
0: <laughs> awesome. All right, Good.